Alright, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne and this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's topic, are you mentally healing? And 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 this question um, comes, you know, somewhat from that uh, uh, th- that term that we put out there, mental health. Like we put the term out there, mental health. We say mental health, and usually we only mention it after there's been a mass shooting, after we've heard of someone committing suicide, be it a civilian. A young teenage girl, a young teenage boy, a celebrity, somebody high profile, or, or military, um, or a first responder, like a like police officer. Like you, you think like, how in the world does this beacon of hope, this beacon of justice, um, come to face themselves and only see that today is their last day? Um, so. We always look at it in these extremes when in in all factuality, um, there is a pathology to like kind of kind of this this end point. And and I I may be using that word a little bit too extreme pathology, but um, how did you get here? You know, how how did we build up to this moment? You know, And, and so. I asked the question, are you mentally healing? And I'm, I'm not here to read to you all, but I think statistics and numbers are very important. And maybe we should, you know, you know, based on these studies, based on what I've, you know, seen um, and looked at, it's, it is a little overwhelming. So when I asked the question, are we mentally healing, um, the DBSA, uh, the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, has plenty of details um, and breakdowns on all of this. And at first I wondered, I'm, I'm like sitting and thinking, I'm like, oh, well, it's probably just a bunch of, uh, you know, it's probably just a bunch of men that in in their ego and, and poorly taught mental journey of how to do things, you know, in our <clears throat> poor... Uh, uh, or uh, I won't say poor, maybe more stubborn and grizzled and muscular way of doing things. We don't get all of the, 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 the chemicals and details and steps and measurements and accuracy of the journey because we're so, you know, we're so addicted to building the chest muscle that we don't understand all the tendons that are connected to it. The quad muscles, that we neglect the hamstring, which a lot of us used to do in America for American sprinters um, in the early 90s when we just didn't know what to do with our speed. We were getting all this speed, we didn't know what to do with it. Um, So, I mean, let's just look at some numbers. I'm just gonna randomly pick um, depression, for example. Treatment for depression, up to 80% of those treated for depression show an improvement in their symptoms, generally within four to six weeks of beginning medication, psychotherapy, attending support groups, or combination of these treatments. National Institute of Health, 1998. So uh, up to 80% that were treated for depression showed the improvement during the four to six weeks. 
my question is, what's happening to you every four to six weeks? <laughs> you know? <clears throat> so I asked the question, are you mentally healing? But then here's another question. How are you healing from a life that's increasingly difficult? Okay. You start off in life, we're going from K through 12, which it, it, you should have these nice, um, steady uh, 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 ramp up of, of building blocks. So it's going to increasingly get harder. So you know this, you're going to get stronger, you're going to get faster, you're going to get smarter, you're going to retain better, you're going to do all these things. But I know, I, I've seen Kevin Hart do interviews in the whirlpool the ice bath with professional athletes and it's hilarious because anybody that knows you get in that ice bath you get in that whirlpool and it reminds you really quick <laughs> of of what senses are still working in your body what muscles really need to be healed and cooled and overall just how uncomfortable you are in the cold water um i'm, I'm gonna i'm probably gonna do that myself just trying to prepare uh, for my last race of the season. Um, so you're going to push harder. You need to heal harder. I worked more. I need more rest. You know what I mean? Like you can't. <clears throat> like say for example. You can't go out as an NFL lineman. And think after doing all this amazing work. I can just go drink and party till 2 and 3 a.m. and then get up and then be somebody's uh, a Super Bowl winning defense or offensive line. It doesn't work like that. You can't just continuously wear down the body because of how strong you are today. You can't continuously wear it down. But there are people that do know ways to uh, show at your best and be at your best. Methods that I do not have access to. If you're like a Marine or a ninja or you have some type of mental therapy some lab or some test that I don't have access to, I completely understand. But when you go hard, you have to heal hard. We don't have a way to show or or or, or uh, uh, clearly portray what is happening in the mind as far as the 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 CTE, the damage that's happened from concussions. Uh, the damage that's happened from trauma, like we don't all have the same injuries as athletes. So we're not all going to have the same hangups mentally as people. Like, especially if you understand that there's introverts, extroverts, and then combinations of those two. There's extroverts that will be introverted in so many other settings and introverts that will be extroverts in so many other settings. So our behavior isn't even the same. Our fingerprints aren't even the same. The way we choose to eat in all the restaurants out here prove that we're not the same. So how is it that we haven't developed a system to understand and embrace on more of a regular basis where our mental health is like our athleticism? Now that was treatment for depression. Um, I just want to talk about Let's look at women in depression. Women are almost twice as likely as men to have had depression. Twice as likely. Postpartum mood changes can range from transient blues immediately following childbirth to an episode of major depression and even to severe 
incapacitating psychotic depression. Studies suggest that women who experienced major depression after childbirth very often had prior depressive episodes, even though they may not have diagnosed. Then women who have uh, women who have major depression, uh, depressive disorder (MDD) can have an increase of low bone mass, which can also lead to fractures and can contribute to the risk of osteoporosis. Women living with MDD show a higher prevalence of low bone mass, 17%, compared to 2% of the women who did not report having MDD. Uh, Escandari F. Martinez, P.E., Torvik S. et al., low bone mass in premenopausal women with depression. Um, This goes back to the previous podcast I shared where I just asked women to help women. And this comes from like a, 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 let me, let me jump to the worst scenario. So you like, say, let's say women, you have the superior, the severe depression, you've got the MDD, then you get divorced. Okay. The, the husband cheats, the husband runs off. And goes and finds a, a younger version of you to, to play around with and have a great life and a fun life. You're stuck there with that depression. You're stuck there with that osteoporosis. And this is exactly why I say women, please help women. Because while she's going through this and everybody's looking at her, judging her, feeling some kind of way about this woman, she needs you now more than ever. Whoever you are, the, the judgment does not work. That's not helping. If you really hear what I just said, that women are twice as likely as men to have this depression. These postpartum mood changes. How many women do you know that have kids? And if, and if you have friends like mine and you've seen like women raise kids by themselves, they don't have time for postpartum. <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> they don't even have time for postpartum they don't even have time for depression because it's just them and that child whose fault is it i don't know i don't care you know we're not on that right now but the point being is we all need this mental healing and I don't feel like, for, for as strong as these statistics are, I don't feel like we're really in a place where we under we really understand that. Hey, hey, I get it. I get it. Well, we go to church every Sunday, Wayne. We we pray every day when we wake up, Wayne. We we work out and exercise, Wayne. We go out and party. We celebrate. You know, we celebrate our wins and, and we have a good time, Wayne. Like, yes, you're doing all that stuff, but what are you doing that's actually getting traction here, okay? Depression in elderly. 7 million adults aged 65 years and older are affected by depression. 7 million! More than 1 in 6 Americans working full-time or part-time report assisting with the care of an elderly or disabled family member relative, or friend. A survey of these adult caregivers found that 40, 40 to 70% of them have clinically significant symptoms of depression. I mean, it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> I 
as they said in Hustling Flow, it's hard out here for a pimp. These men, these women are family, okay? A lot of them have worked so hard and done so many things and suffered so many things, some that they may not ever share with you, and the impact of that is damaging. Like, you think, you think that you forgot something, but what you actually did was suppressed it so far down deep into a place where it might be eating on something else. You can't, in the mind, if the mind was a city, like, let's just think of the mind as a city. You can't dump trash from one side of the city over into another and just think everything's going to be okay. Even if it's just an open pit out at the end of, 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 of the town or the city, it's going to attract uh, 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 wildlife. It's going to attract bugs and mosquitoes and pests. Um, that toxic ooze, I mean, it can do stuff to the agriculture and the land and the ground. And then you start to wonder, like, why is it that <laughs> every time you have a western wind or eastern wind and it rains like it starts burning your skin like just weird stuff like that like you can't just take trash from one part and just dump it in the other part of the city and that's what people do with their brains and and now at this point in life it is coming to harvest so my last note on depression who is affected by depression major depressive disorder affects approximately 17.3 million adults or about 7.1 of the U.S. population age 18 and older in a given year. National Institute of Mental Health, major depression. So we're just out here depressed. <laughs> I, I, I ho hopefully I don't give the image that that's all we are. But 7.1% of the U.S. population is too much. If they would have told me seven people, I'd have been like, oh man, that's sad. Like, let's get some help. Let's get them. But 7.1% of the U.S. population, that's just too much. Okay. And I had this really amazing long article. It's about the health, the health decline in Gen X and Gen Y U.S. study. Um, it was done by Ohio State, um, and this uh, this researcher, this scientist, um, his name is Hu Jing, and basically what he was saying is the the health, the morbidity and mortality is getting worse in Americans. And what he couldn't figure out is, are more baby boomers, those, those that are born, you know, after, uh, um, <clears throat> let's see, uh, let's see, search 1988 to 2016, okay, I had the numbers, oh, okay, here we go. The researchers found that the measures of physical health have worsened from the baby boomer generation through Gen X, born 1965 to 1980, um, born and, and Gen Y, born 1981 to 1989. Uh, for whites, increases in metabolic syn syndrome were the main culprit, while increases in chronic inflammation were seen most in black Americans, particularly men. So... The baby boomers up to 1965, what he was saying is he doesn't know if if baby boomers have quit smoking more and younger kids have quit, uh, uh, yeah, taken up smoking more. Like, so basically what, what he's saying is our health is declining. We're getting worse. This is causing 
an effect on our mind. This is causing an effect on our body and our health. And <laughs> at this point, he doesn't know if like, like say, for example, those of you that are about to retire. Okay. Like, and, and I know a few men right now, like right now that are over 65 that have six packs. Like they're in better shape than some of my friends of mine. Now, right now in our phase in life, you know, going from 30, 30, 30 to 50, we're raising kids. So we might be kind of a hot mess and all over the place that that's normal. You know, shining this spotlight on us right now while we're kind of going through it is a little bit tough when the economy, the life, the psychology of the world is a little bit different. So, yeah, when that spotlight is put on you, anybody can, you know, it's like, oh, man, you got the spotlight all on my ass crack. <laughs> it's like, ah, like get it off me. This is so embarrassing. But I, I know guys that are 10, 20 and, and maybe almost 30 years older than me that have six packs. You know, it's like, that's why I got to work on mine. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm almost there. Hold up. Hold my beer. I'm almost there. So it's like we are um, at a point where and this was done in March 19th of 2021, Ohio State University. Health declining in Gen X and Gen Y, the U.S. show. So our millennials aren't doing too good. We're, we're not we're not healthy. And um, that I think that was the, the hard part is this uh, this study was done. Dr. Uh, Hugh Jing was saying he doesn't know if the numbers are stagnant because like baby boomers are getting healthier while younger kids from, you know, basically 18 to uh, I'll say like 40 and 50 are smoking more. And that's that's even scarier. And it, it just points a picture to our mental health. And I had like all these charts and graphs, all these really crazy things, um, just showing like the perceived unmet need of mental health services for adults with mental illness. And uh, this was a 2016 national survey on drugs use, dr on drug use and health, substance abuse and mental health services administration. And like <laughs> of of the thirty million people they surveyed, you had about twenty million, okay, that are adults with a mental illness from the age group of twenty six to forty nine. That's who has all the money and the vitality, okay. This is it's a pairing. Now fifty and up, they got all the old money. They got all the established money, the stock money, the real estate money. The investment money, the annuity money, the the uh, health and, and, and death benefit money. They got all that. But what I'm saying to you is the people that have the best butts and breasts and chest and bodies and life and ability and NBA championships and NF and, and uh, uh, Super Bowl championships and Olympic championships, the people that have it all at, at the like. The prime of their life are the ones that have the most mental illness. 20 million people in this survey of the 30 million. Now, 22% of them were adults with mental illness that have not spoken to somebody. 22%. So 22% of that 20 million, you've got 5 million people 
walking around at basically one of the best eras of their life physically, not even doing nothing about it. So when I ask, are we mentally healing? I, I won't read to you all all day. When I ask, are we mentally healing? That's, um, it is it, tough. It, it's, it's not happening. And I had a friend of mine reach out and explain that shadow work is important. I'm like, shadow work? Thank you, Lady L. I'm like, shadow work? This is when you literally turn around and look at the shadow that your body is casting. Now, if you start to notice that you grew two extra arms or grew three extra arms and now you're like Spider-Man in the... The, the movie or like Dr. Octopus or the, the Shiva that I saw in American Gods. I was like, whoa, um, that's you. There's like that. Um, I, I know at Halloween they have that axe in the head. And if you're if you're not paying attention, you'll look at that axe and be like, oh, my God, what is that? It's a shadow of that axe in your head. It's fake. But the shadow doesn't know that. The shadow looks real. That shadow is who you are that day. Even though it's fake. That's who you are that day. That shadow shows that axe in your head. But what if it's real? Okay? What if it's real? What if you turn around and you look and you see in that shadow a giant hole just being bit out of your, your side? Your, your rib cage. Or you look and, and you see... You've been thinking your armor is there the whole time. The arm is missing. Well, there's a hole in your chest and the sun's just shining right through. It's like there's a movie called Kung Pao where in the movie, the dude gets punched so hard. He stunts, he, <laughs> he punches a hole straight through his, his chest cavity. And he's like, whoa, he knocked out that guy's stomach plug or something. It's a comedy and it's dumb and stupid. And that's why I love it. I love comedy like that. Um, but back to it though, that shadow work reveals all that shadow work reveals who you are. That shadow work shows something about you. And that shadow work reveals exactly what you have become out of an infant, out of childhood out of your adolescence and out of uh, uh, puberty because you don't you don't get to Z without going through ABC. It reveals that shadow work reveals exactly what you are today. Like when I see people tapping their foot rapidly, just sitting down, just rapidly tapping your foot. I used to be one of those people that would do that because I couldn't wait to get to the next thing. Well, what if people are doing that, smoking a cigarette, because they're anticipating something they got to deal with, you know, a week from now or, or two weeks from now? What if it's not a happy foot tap? What if they're not just so excited that, you know, I don't know, they're going to go watch the NBA finals? What if it's, a, it's something bad? You know what I'm saying? How long have they been like that? What do you find in that shadow work? Because in order to look at the frame, the outside of the shadow, you have to start going within. That's the scary part. That's the hard part. 
Because then as an adult, you have to decide what you're going to do about the, the, the city, the map and the territory that is your mind and your body. You've got to decide what you're going to do about that. You can't go blame and point your fingers at your mom, at your dad and anybody. Like you got to sit and think, man, like, and, and pardon my French, but some people are like, man, I'm just really fucked up. I'm so messed up. I'm so hurt. I'm so this. Yeah. That's okay. We all are. We we should all hug that out. Like, hey, you got some injuries. I got some injuries. We're all kind of beat up out here, aren't we? Man, that we look kind of beat up out here, don't we? Once you take off the armor, once you take off the plate, once you put down the shield, the Captain America shield, once you take off the Iron Man armor, the Iron Maiden armor, as we saw, you know, Pepper Potts, it's cute. Once you remove the superpowers, once you take the blonde highlights out of her hair, once you take the makeup off, once you take the high, the, the, the highlighter, the eyelash, or... Uh, not not high life. The <laughs> what's it called? The the eyeliner? The high no. The eyeshadow. There it is. I don't know. Sorry. The eyeshadow. <laughs> um once you see what's behind all this and you see the real person, don't be afraid. Don't be mad. Don't be hurt at that. That's exactly who you are. And no one can be you but you. If you want to do something about it, because you want to change some things, because this is how you believe you should look, great. But don't do it out of hatred. Don't do it out of shame. Don't do it because, you know, people are punking you. Don't do it because you feel bad. Do it because it's an achievement. I'm not, like, I got a pedicure with my wife when she was pregnant with my daughter. Because that's what she wanted me to do. She wanted me to do that on her day. It was like January. It was cold on her birthday. I got it done. There were plumbers in there. Big old burly, strong looking men in there. I'm like, what? So like, what if I would have done that? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to show them. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. And then there's guys in there just casually doing this on a Tuesday. No revenge. No revenge body. They're just in there casually doing this for themselves. Do it. For yourself. Do it as you're healing your growth because success is the best revenge. Thank you, Lady L. So um it it, it it really is crazy how we look at our shadow work and how we look at ourselves. Um uh, once we take some time to sit and look, like nobody wants to sit and look at the tape. Okay. On on, on in a football game, football team, like Please understand, being an armchair quarterback, you cannot critique these these uh, uh, football players. I was going to say police officers. That's, police officers are a different thing. You cannot critique these basketball and football players on every little thing when you're sitting comfortably at home in a relaxed environment. They're in a high-stress environment doing all these things. You can't yell at them or be mad at them for doing something that you wouldn't be able to do in that time. Like, sure, you can think through that moment, but do you have the skills, abilities, and the physical body to be in that scenario as that first round, second round, third round NFL quarterback, NFL athlete, 
NBA athlete and be better than them? Did you go there and do that and be in their shoes and do what they've done? No. The answer is no. You have not been in their shoes. You have not done what they've done. So since you haven't been there, you can't really say, oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. But let's look at the tape because the tape does not lie. Now, if you can look at that tape and show that person how to build from that moment and, and, and get help from that moment, oh, you just you need to drop back a little bit more to the left because your defense, um, your defense uh, 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 is attacking you from the right side, from your right side. You don't realize you're nonchalantly leaning more to the right side in your backup. You need to back up a little bit more to the left. It'll give you half a second longer to throw. You got two touchdowns a game now. Just doing that. Let's, let's work on that this week. The tape reveals all. Same thing with basketball. Same thing with track and field. Same thing with hockey. Same thing with tennis. With golf. That golf pro is going to sit there and watch your swing. Okay? You can't lie to that golf pro. They've done it. They've, they've been there. They've hit further. They've put better. They work the middle better. You can't lie to them. They're sitting down watching you. You can't lie to the tape when somebody's looking specifically at the thing, at that shadow work. And that shadow work is just looking back at exactly what is. We've got to want to do this. So how do people normally fix and heal these things? They go to, they go to church. They find Allah. They start to meditate, get the chakras aligned. They're doing Tai Chi. They're doing all these amazing, beautiful things to help themselves. And all of it matters. Like all of it is helpful. Like, please don't, 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 don't think I'm, I'm like here to attack anybody. It all works. We work out to lower the stress. So that way we just bottle it up and take it into the next workout. So we have an outlet now. And then when we don't have an outlet, hopefully you can sit and meditate and breathe and pray and, and be whatever you need to be to channel what needs to be in that moment, not necessarily what was thrown on you. Some people walk, some people swim, some people get a masseuse. Now, masseuse is a little bit harder to come by because that's like, you know, once a month or, or whatever and get expensive. Um, then there's alcohol and drugs. Don't do that. <laughs> um if you can be healthy with it, yes, but that's not the option, okay? There's many more unhealthy ways of detaching from a reality, but like that that's one thing. Like please don't think I'm here supporting people destroying their bodies and themselves and drying out your system. Um that's a celebratory thing. That's a, you know, maybe every every you know, once or twice a month kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to know what you're doing to your body. You got to understand what you're in control of and what, what you're putting in your body. I'm not telling you got to be vegan, but hey, even they're on to something here because they're, they're feeding their body more of the sun, more of the enriched nutrients of the earth. Um, so I think we all agree. K through 12, the classes get harder. I mean, in the beginning, look, in, in order to make up for what they're doing to your mind and your brain, they give you lunch and recess. <laughs> like, who wouldn't love that as an adult to take a lunch 
and then go watch a movie or take a lunch and then go watch an episode of Game of Thrones or Power or uh, uh, what's the Insecure uh, or Loki or Falcon and Winter Soldier or WandaVision um, or any of these shows like Titans is about to come out. That's my show. Um, who wouldn't like that? But as it gets a little bit more strategic and a little bit harder, we go from K through 12 where you get a lunch and a recess to now in junior high. You now have different teachers for each subject. You just got to stay with one to keep you focused, to keep you on that home path. Then in high school, not only do you have, you know, more teachers, you got a guidance counselor. I mean, you got sports. People are knowing your name. You got student council. You got all these groups you can be in, music group, speech group, travel the world group, Spanish group, African group, uh, Mexican group. You know, all these groups, uh, comic group, board group, all these chess, chess group. You know, if you saw uh, Queen's Gambit, great, 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 great series, great show. Um, but we all understand and we all agree that things get harder. You're going to play hard. You got to reward hard. I mean, if, if you just even look at track and field in high school. The time 40s are going to get lower and lower and lower, faster and faster and faster. You, you can pretty much win um, a state track meet anywhere in the country with about a 10-4. Run about a 10-4 or 10-3, you can win, and I want to say about 90% of the country in high school. In college, you got to run a 9-9. Nine -nine. <laughs> that's, that's by default. You have to run a 9-9 nine -nine to win the NCAA collegiate track meet. So we went from 10-4 all the way down to 10-9. Yeah, we dropped a second in about five-tenths of a second. The world, the world, 9-9 nine -nine ain't cutting it. You got to run a 9-7. So just think if I was saying 40 times, okay? Let's say collegiately, you know, kids at... Uh, let's say I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fudge it a little bit. I'm gonna fudge it a little bit. Let's say you got kids running. Let's say a four nine forty in high school. Not very fast, right? You know, okay, whatever. Four nine forty, especially how they're built. When they get in college, if they're running a 4.9, now they're running a 4.7. Well, as they're leaving college, now they're running a 4.4, a 4.3, a 4.2, and a 4.1. That just lets you know, like, we're doing some different things on the body. And I remember reading an Olympic training book, and it was explaining how Olympic-level athletes are the only ones that should be doing Olympic-level athletic work. So don't attempt to do this as a high school kid or a college kid. This is for Olympic level athletes only. I think we all know this. As a grown man, there are some things that adult kids just can't handle. But you get built up to it. And that's why I'm saying, are you mentally healing? Before I go, I want to tell you all a little story. A friend of mine, he had to kind of corner me on something. And uh, <laughs> I won't give you the specific um, story, but... I just kind of emailed him, messaged him. I was like, hey, we got a problem. You know, I'm comparing myself to this person 
and I'm so far away from this person in life. I'm just, I'm not as successful. And he was like, wait, you're basing all of your success on one guy. And I was like, well, you know, that's what we do every week. You know, we look at the training, we look at the, the, the measurements, we look at this, that, and the other. He was like, yeah, you used to when you were in your 20s. But he was like, now you're a grown man. Somebody making $10 million when I'm making $5 million, you need to be happy that you've made $5 million. Otherwise, what you're saying is it's a lost cause. Throw away that $5 million because you didn't make ten. He was like, and do you want to give away your $5 million? I was like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. He was like, so what are you saying? He was like, when people talk to me and they want to talk crazy, I go ahead and be crazy with them. So, okay, you didn't make $10 million. Just throw it all in the trash. Go burn it. Just go be homeless. <laughs> I'm like, huh? And I was like, I don't want that. Well, he was like, well, be appreciative of what you got. He was like, you don't understand who's looking at you right now wishing they had what you had you're thinking of throwing away all your success because you didn't make 10 million because you made five and then there's people that watched you made that five million that would be happy to just make one and they're so far away from that so uh, are we mentally healing and a why did i use a judgment system, a grading system, an evaluation system that does not apply to me at all anymore. My buddy had to set me straight on that and remind me as a mentor and a coach as well. Um, it's not about this person's name. It's not about this person's time. It's about maximizing your abilities to the best and making sure that you're having your own personal growth, that your own city is doing well. What does it profit or gain you to try to keep up with a city that is not yours? To try to improve and do things like another city when it's not even the same zip code, the same plumbing, the same electricity, the same history, the same people, the same backgrounds. Germans, Irish, Mexican, Czech, black, white. We never have the same mixes of people as this other place and you're comparing yourself to them mental healing is is definitely necessary and it revealed in me something that i did not heal that i would i would look at a piece of paper and judge myself the same way i did when i was younger ignorance is bliss more ignorant and not uh uh uh, uh accumulating and and retaining the full picture of life that I have now because I wouldn't I wouldn't dare tell any of my athletes any of the kids that I coach to think that way hey you need to be better than this kid because I'm working on them I'm working on their mental healing I'm working on their mental health we've got to build up and strategize with everything that they've got. It's not about anybody else. And then Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates, uh, whether you like him or not, I'm not telling you to like him or not. Um, Bill Gates said this. He said, don't compare yourself to anyone. Ever. Ever. It's not even fair to yourself. Different fingerprints. 
different diet, different mom and dad, different country, different backstory, different joys, different fears, different all this. And this is me filling it in after his his quote. But don't compare yourself to anyone ever. All right, y'all. I love y'all. Hope you love me back. Please love, like, and share all these messages. I'll see you soon.